Good evening. Um, you know, this segment uh, gave me a bit of a sleepless night. Last night, uh, I kept on thinking, oh, man, you know, I'll be hosting one of the greatest of this country, one of the people who I admire deeply. And uh, when Songezo gave me this opportunity, I thought, I can't host anyone other than Me Pumzile Mlambo Nuga. Good evening, Ma. Good evening, Silo, and your listeners. Oh, I love that. And your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I feel like I'm a real broadcaster. Thank you so much, Ma. And, uh, you know, the... Um, Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Uh, it, it, and I'm, I'm looking for... Songezo, watch it. Did you hear that uh, message? Uh, con- congratulations. Former Deputy President and current Executive Director of UN Woman, all of what you say will end still this evening. So you can butter him up all you will. <laughs> His time here is quite limited with us. <laughs> but uh, but thank, thank you so much for, for giving us your time. Um, I, I didn't want to waste our time by introducing you. Just your name is enough to, for the listener out there to know that uh, you are one of the greatest that we've had in this country and we continue to enjoy because uh, your leadership knows no boundaries, knows no country even now that you are now at the global level. But first things first. How are you? Um, I'm okay. Uh, just uh, worried about uh, New York uh, because the numbers are going up again. Mm-hmm. But so far, okay. Well, that's good. And the family? The family is fine, thank you. They're in South Africa. That's great. Um, now, they, um, I thought I should uh, kick off with a question that I got from a couple of the listeners who said, please ask her. A question that I've asked you, you'll remember not once, not twice, but several times. Are you ever going to stand for office here in South Africa again? That question comes from a few listeners who said, can you ask her to come back, please? Will you ever consider taking up that offer? Well, coming back, I am, that's for sure, in a couple of months, uh, coming back for good. Whether I will ever stand for office, uh, it's not in the plans and there is no offer for, for office. So I'll see. You know, um, office is not something uh, you see in, in, a, in, a, in a newspaper and you see a vacancy and you apply and then uh, you try your luck. <laughs> so we, we'll see. <laughs> but if, uh, if called upon, you're saying your hand is uh, ready to, it's not planned? But if called upon, I'll come and ask you, Silo, for advice. <laughs> but you know where I stand on that. Uh, I, 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 at, at that time, in a few months, when you come back, uh, happy to have that uh, that um, that conversation. I, I thought we should uh, maybe also lead into the conversation around women. Uh, there's no denying that at the moment um, uh, there's the, the, what feels like a siege, that women are under siege. And one of yes. the things um, uh, the, that we need to be dealing with is uh, how do we respond to this moment creatively as a country, um, that we are decisive as a country, but also as part of nation states that you actually look after. Uh, 
You know, uh, there is no magic wand on this issue of violence against women. It is quite uh, uh, tedious and distressing, as you uh, would would know yourself. Uh, in the first instance, you actually need to have a strong legal framework mm-hmm. uh, aimed at ending violence against women, and we pretty much have most of that in in South Africa, because it must also be accompanied with a legal framework that promotes gender equality in general, because uh, the absence of gender equality actually gives permission uh, for harmful practices against women, uh, violence being the worst to thrive. So you need a total framework for gender equality. You need your law enforcement to work. And I think we are struggling at home to have our law enforcement to work uh, uh, in prosecuting and policing uh, crimes against women. You actually need that to be overlaid by the support of a vibrant civil society. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have that in South Africa even though civil society in South Africa, like in other parts of the world, also has a challenge of resources. Uh, So we can strengthen the resources for civil society because civil society is very committed. They will go all the way. You also need to bring in survivors of violence, uh, men's violence against women. It's an important constituency to give interventions, direction. And of course, all of these need to be coordinated. They need to work together and you therefore need uh, the political will. Uh, Someone senior who is a champion, who is uh, uh, has the the power and the authority to to make it work and is dedicated to do this work. And we have seen in countries, sometimes it's that it's a sub-national level, it would be maybe at a district level, like it's like in Ethiopia, in Ecuador, it was at a state level where we saw progress because all of these pieces were coming together and these pieces must hold together. And it is frustrating because we you get one piece and then you don't have the other piece. Well, thank you very much. Uh, you won't believe this. Uh, Songhez was resisting to get out of here. He was behaving like... Uh, a president of a country I won't mention t- t- tonight because he had to be forced <laughs> despite losing the chair um, mom and uh, and I kept on please move now finally the team has said move and uh, I'm now t- occupying the right chair um, let's continue Ma. You, you were responding about how we need to uh, be strengthening our our policing and our policy framework and also centering the survivors of violence as well as uh, uh, institutions uh, in our communities and societies, such as civil society, and we also need to engage men. I, I, you know, a question that uh, flows from there. Then, in other words, you're saying we are not doing enough. What's that? No, that we, you... I mean, we are, we are trying, but I'm I'm just afraid that the problem is so deep. We actually need to be doing more. Yeah. Um, 
Because uh, I guess that's where um, our struggle is at. Where, which areas of strain? You've um, indicated that the policing uh, needs a lot of work, uh, that we, we then need to also uh, strengthen our the prosecution, prosecution uh, the social of, services, uh, social. Uh, but those social services uh, would often come after a crime has been committed. What we, we want to really fight for is to prevent the crime before it happens. No, that's fantastic. I think and of, of course, at home, domestic violence, uh, where most of the violence against women happens. You know, one of the things that we, we did as a country was uh, to change it from being about domestic violence to violence against uh, women, um, or gender-based violence, as I should say. And I guess that change then ensured that we were treating it not just as a private matter, between two partners, a, a, a husband yes. and a wife, but actually that it's a societal problem. And you are yes. now uh, putting your finger on it that we now need to be doing more to make sure that that change is felt by the victims. Yes, yes. And in fact, uh, the, 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 the challenge with domestic violence was always that it was seen as a family matter uh, as something that uh, can be forgiven if families get together and talk about it. Uh, violence against women, femicide, is a crime to be prosecuted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not uh, correct to see mm-hmm. because if people murder any other person, if men kill the man, uh, it's 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 murder. We don't need uh, to find any justification, if even if they were friends or or relatives. Uh, this whole notion of a crime of passion uh, mm. just holds no water. Mm. This is these are criminals, and we need to deal with it uh, in, in in that way. And of course, we also need to uh, take uh, some measures to address some of the problems that we have in our society where these crimes are just tolerated. You know, violence against women is the most commonly committed crime which is least likely to be prosecuted everywhere in the world. All right, and that was the Tuesday takeover that was aired on the 17th of November. And there was uh, Silohatang, the CEO of the Nelson Mandela Foundation, talking there to Dr. Pumzilem Lambonuka of the United Nations Women. She's the director there and uh, talking about gender equality and some of the gender injustices that still exist. That Dr. Mlambonuka, in her work, in her everyday work at the UN Women Strive, to to fill those gaps and to find some of the solutions that women are facing around the world.